Golden Spiral Media presents Chester's Mill Gazette, an Under the Dome podcast. Hey, Dome Heads, it's time. Doug and Karen are ready to deliver the latest issue of Chester's Mill Gazette and share their thoughts on this week's episode of Under the Dome. Are you ready? Here are your hosts, Doug and Karen. Welcome once again, and thanks a lot for reading this issue of the Chester's Mill Gazette. I'm Doug Payton, selling ads to the local hardware store for a sale on red paint. And I'm Missing Persons columnist Karen Lindsay. We're hot off the presses with this issue for Season 2, Episode 9, The Red Door. Ooh, is that like uh, like the perfume? Yeah, maybe. Mm. Actually, there's a there's a salon. Oh. The Red Door Salon. Maybe I'll go get my hair done. Well, <laughs> don't step into the back. You might wind no. up in Chester's Mill. Yeah, that's bad. I don't want to go there. <laughs> On our masthead, we want to remind you we're published by Golden Spiral Media at goldenspiralmedia.com slash dome. And if you go to Golden Spiral Media slash iTunes, something nifty will happen. Mm. You'll be redirected to a web page, which will then redirect you into your iTunes program, which will then show you the Golden Spiral Media family of podcasts, which is it's going to be nifty. growing. Yes. Very nifty. Yeah. And this uh, this group of podcasts is going to be growing as the uh, new season starts. So yeah. you can just subscribe to all of them right from there. And to not miss a thing anywhere, there's even an all-inclusive feed. If you subscribe to that podcast, you get everything automatically in your, uh, in your podcast uh, folder there. So, yeah. So go there and you can uh, subscribe to a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, Karen's going to be doing uh, Sleepy Hollow for us in the in the <gasps> fall. Oh, should I not say that? No announcement yet, but oh, okay. I, I think we can link that to our readers. Alrighty, we can do that. And I'm going to be doing the Person of Interest podcast. Yep. Uh, with uh, with Daryl Darnell. So yeah, just keep an eye out for that. We're going to be yep. setting up the old Facebook uh, groups and stuff like that. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. Yep. So watch our Golden Spiral Media page on Facebook. There will be links to our Facebook groups, and also we'll have announcements. About our podcast coming out there. You can buy the uh, Under the Dome book. You can buy the Season 1 DVDs and all the kinds of stuff from Amazon right from there as well at goldenspiralmedia.com slash dome. Uh, a portion of the purchase price, now you'll pay the same amount, but a portion of that, a little sliver of it, go to support the podcast. And there's also a Patreon site where you can contribute to Golden Spiral Media. And, you know, depending on your level of supportage, you get some nice little uh, bonuses that uh, get sent out there. So uh, we appreciate that as well. I liked Patreon Edge. Well, I, I had to come up with something. All right. I had to come up with something new here. Okay. Uh, writers for this episode. We have uh, had, a, had a committee for crying out loud. I know. Kelly Souders, Brian Peterson, and Adam Stein. Yep. And uh, I think they did a good job. Mm -hmm. And the director was Peter Weller. Uh, again, that Peter Weller, the RoboCop guy. Yep. Is that the old RoboCop or the new RoboCop? Old. Old RoboCop. Okay. Yep. That's what I He thought. also played, uh, was it Ying or Yang on Psych? I can't remember. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he was the bad guy on Psych. I would the have to go bad. back and look at that. Yeah. Yep. 
All righty. Well, it's time to get to some headlines here. And, of course, we have rating stuff from Karen. Let's hear it. Yep. I type really fast. You're good. You're good. Does anybody even have a typewriter anymore? Um, I do somewhere, actually. I have an old IBM Selectric. Ooh, impressive. I That's know, what I learned you. on. Me too. <laughs> um, okay. I, I have one that uh, doesn't have the eraser function even. Ooh. So, yeah. That's old. A really, a really old one. Um, okay. Our ratings. I have to say up front, this week's are, they shouldn't be taken seriously, really, because <laughs> of the Emmys. The Emmys were on opposite everything. <laughs> Yeah, really. This week. Um, so take that with a grain of salt. That's the caveat this week. Um, Hit Fix, the 10 p.m. news is NBC closed primetime in first with 13.11 million viewers and a 3.7 rating among adults 18 to 49 for the Emmys. CBS's Under the Dome was a distant second with 6.59 million viewers and a 1.4 key demo rating. But, now, but second nonetheless. Right, and that's only point one down from last week. Yeah, we only lost so, uh, just a, yeah point one of a of a whatever the rating th- thing is there, right? Uh, going up against Sammy. So I think uh, overall that's a uh, an overall win. Right, we didn't lose many viewers to the Emmys, so really I was surprised we didn't lose more people to the Emmys, um, and six point five nine million viewers, ten p.m. On a Monday in the summer, it was pretty good. That's a lot of eyes on the show. Um, I don't have to say American Ninja Warriors, but I'm going <laughs> to say it anyway. Uh, because that's on NBC and the Emmys were on instead. Um, and then TV by the Numbers confirms those numbers on CBS Under the Dome. Hit a new series low with a 1.4. And again, it's because it was on opposite the Emmys. Down a tenth from last week's series, low 1.5, adults 18 to 49. So it was under the dome, had a 1.4 with 6.59 million viewers. Mistresses had a 0.9 share with 3.17 million viewers. And NBC with the Emmys had a 4.2 share with 15.6 million viewers. And those were the final ratings. So that's, uh, you know, I mean, that means that Under the Dome really has, I mean, it's, you know, 1.5 is kind of low, uh, low for it. And 1.4 is the, seri- is the uh, series low. But still, it's been pretty solid sticking yeah. around there. And it yeah. hasn't been done, it hasn't been doing like uh, what some other TV shows do is they hit really high and then they drop and drop and drop and drop and right. drop. And they vacillate. Been, we've plateaued. Right. Under the Dome doesn't vacillate. It It's solid. It stays put. Um, and I, I think CBS sees that and says, well, we have a solid audience. We're not losing viewers. So it, and it may not be like the best show ever, but for the summer, they're getting seven million viewers every night. Yeah. Not watching bad. this show. So and again, the hit fix says 13 Point eleven million viewers for the Emmys and TV by the numbers says fifteen million, but Hitfix was preliminary. They didn't have any solid, you know, after um, whatever after Monday <laughs> stuff. And TV by the numbers was today's ratings. Yeah, series, watching it on the so. DVR or something, huh? Um, well, it was finalized. Um, it wasn't plus seven. I think it was plus three. Okay. Well, we did good, good, good. That's a that's an encouraging sign. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. We we held steady. I know they keep saying series low down, you know. <laughs> they always make it sound worse negative, than it really but, is. But it really it stayed steady. So that's what I'm gonna say at least. We're good with that. I'm going to stay positive. Yes. <laughs> and now moving on to our discussion of the episode. Uh, my headline for this one is Lyle Lost Leaving the Lake. Now, see, that's not really I like the, that. That's not really the, the subject of the entire episode, but that's what yeah. I got with the L's. And he's not leaving the lake. <laughs> Maybe he's still in the lake. I don't know. But when okay. they were leaving, they were trying. They didn't see him. So there Okay. You go. Okay. Leaving for the lake? Lyle lost leaving. For Okay. I like it, though. I like your alliteration. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get back to that. <laughs> I know. I, I like I gave this episode eight and a half uh, muddy spirals. Uh, that was kind of gross, <laughs> wasn't it? And it wasn't raining. Well, Where did the mud come from? Well, I guess her married name was Rainy. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Rennie. Sorry. Rennie. <laughs> the uh, I I liked it. It was a good another very uh, very much plot moving episode. Uh, got a lot of good answers here. We we teased the red door two episodes ago. We used it, you know, in this this episode. So I liked uh, you know I liked this whole and and I mean some of the things they did, especially with the uh, uh, well I'll, I'll talk about it later. But the white smoke monster. For those Hello. Who they love Lost. Lost. Yes, they yeah. do. Um uh, and, and some of those, you know, it just we're just we're just getting a lot of um a lot of nifty little sci fi elements and that's you know that's the kind of thing I I, I do go for. So I don't anyway, complain about an homage to Lost at all. No. I mean Lost was a great show. If they wanna make a tribute to Lost every episode, I'm in. <laughs> I'm okay with that. So uh eight and a half for me, what's uh what's your rating on this one? I said eight rather revealing flashbacks. I loved the flashbacks. Um, I say uh, this is a total flip from last week where I think last week we didn't move forward very much, but this week we really learned quite a bit, and I enjoyed that very much. Uh, the only reason we were down a little is because of that kidney punch. <laughs> I would have given it an 8.5, but they hurt my Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of Barbie, let's move on to Zenith here. Now, we, as we've been doing this in the past, we've got kind of two Zenith stories, the Barbie side and the Sam side, and we kind of merged them together right near the end. But let's start with the Barbie side. Yeah, that was a good call on that, that you thought this week they would come together. Good good job. Well, it had to happen sooner or later, especially yeah. if they're going to, going to go back. Yeah. This, uh, the black shirt, you know, interrogation there seemed to... You know, the question is, are these government? But, you know, Barbie Wait does. Wait a minute. Yes. Wait a minute. What? American Ninja Warriors wasn't on. <gasps> and then guys all in plaque were interrogating <laughs> Barbie. This they had nothing to do this week. That's right. So they, they showed up in uh, in Zenith to talk <laughs> Sorry, to Barbie. Sorry, that was silly of me to interrupt you for that. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> I liked but you, the the... The, disc the requests about uh, the egg, the, the questions about the egg and referring to it as a power source, that seemed a little, uh, there seemed to be an assumption here that all of a sudden everybody knows that this egg is a power source. Up until now, I don't think we had revealed no. that before. No. But all of a sudden the guys in We're the black shirts. That. Yeah, the guys in the black shirts are thinking that. Big Jim's 
thinking that. Um, so maybe, I mean, maybe it is, but it just seemed like all of a sudden everybody had this revelation. Oh, it must be the power source. All separately. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, yeah. So, yeah. Um... But these black shirts don't seem to be government. They are definitely, as we catch a little later, that uh, they're kind of hired by Acteon to uh, to kind of police the place. Yeah, and it was a good act in front of Barbie, but then they got in front of Dawn, and they were like sniveling little weasels. <laughs> so I wasn't fond of them in that kidney punch. I didn't like it at all. Well, speaking of which, it's about time. It's a little early, but it's about time for... And now, the Barbie of the Week. This week, it's Interrogation Barbie. It comes with a busted spleen and a team of black shirts. Assault and batteries not included. This has been the Barbie of the Week. Yes, he took a hit. That's my favorite Barbie of the Week. (laughs) Because of the assault and batteries. (laughs) I don't know why. I have been waiting so long to make that pun. (laughs) That just hits me funny. Oh, man. Well, it was interesting to have that little back and forth with Barbie and his dad. He Mm -hmm. is now a little less... Well, I mean, starting last week, he realized his dad was keeping stuff from him. So he doesn't uh, quite buy the fact that, uh, oh, these, these guys here changed your email, not me. Um so, so I, there's there's that distrust still still there, and it's uh, I think uh, well deserved. Yeah, well, he already had a rift with his dad, so there was already that, and I think he was only working with his dad because he really didn't have a huge choice. And then he got confirmation that his dad was messing about. I just, how can he? do that how can he watch these guys punch his son yeah he could be have you know ice ice water in his veins who knows he's really there there may i mean the his motivation may be overcoming that i guess that's all i can think he cares more about that power source than his son that's cold Hmm. right i i yeah i think so i agree with you there makes me sad for barbie well, Barbie does uh, get the better of his interrogator. Yep. And manages to take him out, get his keys, unlock the handcuffs, grab his gun. Yep. But later on, something that Barbie's dad says, and tell me if you uh, if you caught that as well, or if it's only in my head, that it seemed like they were trying to they were trying to let him escape. Yeah. They they, they made it they made it quote unquote easier, you know, that sort of thing. It's kind of like uh it's kind of like on in Star Wars when, oh, they let us escape. What in the world? You know, we were shot at and you know Well they, they wanted to follow him, I guess. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, to find go. out yeah, maybe he would lead them to the Hounds of Diana folks or whoever's, you know, giving out uh information that Acteon doesn't want to get out. Now I was wondering whether it was Hey, let's plan to let him go or let's make the best of this situation. Hmm. He got out, so let's follow him. Yeah, it could be that. I, I just for some reason I got the vibe that they um they made it easy for him to get out. It I mean, you figure he's in a you would think he's in a very secure facility here. Yeah. And he gets the gun and the key, you know, to get out and, and then the next thing you know, he's out the door and 
Yeah. And that sort of thing. So perhaps... I don't know which, but yeah, it seemed to me that it was quite easy for him to get out. Um, And speaking of Ninja Warriors, he garroted the guy with his chain, which must have hurt. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That was, yeah. He got him back for the kidney punch. (laughs) Uh, And those guys were not talented. I mean, at the beginning, the act seemed pretty good. But then after that, they were just baboons, right? I mean, they were, <laughs> they were not very good at their job. Uh, and and well, Don cut them down, too. Would that I mean, have been part of the, the, the allow act. him to escape kind of thing? Yeah, that, that was my thought, too. But that, that is true. Don really, you know, uh, dresses them down for, for some of that stuff. So Right. So could that be part of why they were crushed? You know, why they didn't do very well? Because he, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it was nebulous which way it went. But I I had the thought that they let him go on purpose. So it was there. All right, yeah. Well, let's switch over to the Sam side of things because we're going to we're going to catch Barbie up again in a bit here. And the crowd there Lyle and Pauline and Sam are trying to figure out the red door. Now they have some ideas. One thing I do want to note is that Lyle Always, you know, with the biblical references, said that the the Israelites painted their doors red, you know, in the to uh, you know, to escape uh, the angel of death and whatnot. Right. Okay. Well, it really wasn't like paint. Right. It was blood. Okay. So yeah. that's a you know just a little bit different there. A bit different. Yeah. But just so we you know just so we're staying on the accurate side. Anyway. I know. <laughs> and he would know. You I would mean, think he, he would like, know. Yeah. He was quoting scripture before. The question is, do the writers know? But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so that's your knit. That's my knit. There you go. Yeah. Even I knew that, though. And I can't quote scripture, so. And it wasn't a red door. It was over the door. But anyway. Yeah. Another knit. But anyway. Yeah, that's true. It was. It was like on the bow above the door, right? On yeah, the bow. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. On the, on the, whatever the, you know, the, the door, uh, whatever they call it. The, I don't the know. The thing over the door. The thing. The, the wood thing over the door. I think. The wood thing and the thing and the thing there, yeah. Yeah. Not the door. But, uh, <laughs> not the door. But, yeah. uh. I get you. They, so they're all looking out for red doors now. That was, um, you know, that could be anyone. And I thought it was, it made sense to look for a red door near the exit point originally. Right. In the playground. Right. And, uh, I liked <laughs> How they discovered that it really that wasn't it. The right. one in the playhouse there. Yeah, that would have been a uh, little odd. No adults. <laughs> <laughs> nobody nobody can come into our secret portal. Uh uh, uh playhouse. House. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> that kid was really rude. <laughs> Although I don't know if there are creepers walking around my playground. I don't know. I, I think I'd tell the adults to get out too. <laughs> Right? <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Policemen watch for that sort of thing, too, nowadays. So. Yeah, yeah. You got to be really careful. Adults without kids creeping around a place. Yes, 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 yes. These days. And especially a guy like Lyle wearing an undershirt <laughs> with weirdo <laughs> hair. Yes. Um, I mean, Sam and... and um, Pauline. Pauline, they look okay, but Lyle... Lyle just looks like a crazy man. Lyle might get taken in. <laughs> now, Pauline, at this point, sees has this vision of a spiral. And I think what she is, and it scares her, but I think what she's seeing, my guess is, 
the only thing spirally that we saw in this episode was the uh, the white smoke monster at the end there. Mm-hmm. When they uh, go into the tunneling, yeah, the thing. tunneling yeah. thing. Yeah, I, I'm I, sure that's it. That's got to be it. And then it, I can understand why it might scare, but it uh, it actually I think gives us a little more and gives them a little more information about what needs to be done. Yeah, but hers was ominous. That's true. That's true. Yeah. The others had flashbacks, and you and I were talking about this just before we hit the record button. That hers was a cross between flashbacky and and a prediction. Yes. So it it wasn't like the other ones. It was a little scary. So I can see where she might be scared of that spirally thing. And and they try to look for some more red doors here. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hunter <laughs> seems to have, the, the, he must have like the camera feed. This is almost like, speaking person of, of person of interest, he's got the camera feeds from all around Zenith and right. has them trained on red doors everywhere. That's, that's a little creepy. You think he knows them? I, I don't know, man. <laughs> Does he watch. have their software? <laughs> he is the machine. Yeah, that's yeah. it's kind of implausible, but <laughs> hey, let's go with it. <laughs> so, but there's yeah, every red door in Zenith. Yeah, uh, just punch them okay. up where well, they are. Man alive! <laughs> but Barbie has has the whole thing figured out. Um, he yeah. he's well, actually, before that, um, he is he reveals to Pauline that Sam is the one that killed Angie. Yeah, and even before that, um. Pauline talks to Sam about how she used to, what was it? She used to take James to see Angie. Yes. That he had kids, such yeah. a crush on Angie. Mm-hmm. And Sam gives that shifty eye thing. You know, he kind of looks uncomfortable. And well, I think he realizes too that uh, when he finally is exposed, he says, well, your paintings led me to believe that or, or we're, yeah. we're saying that sort of thing. And I so think he's he realizing, up, so... oops, I screwed up. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't interpret the paintings correctly. Yeah. yeah well, then, you know, we've got, then I can see that's going to that's that's going to eat at him, especially when. Hey, he, Pauline, he's... I killed Angie. My bad. <laughs> I, 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 I misread it. I, you know. It's really your fault, though. <laughs> Next time, write words. Don't paint paintings for Grandma. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and she's a little mad, and rightly so. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's going to have to pay for that at some point. Yeah. I can't imagine that getting swept under the rug. Yeah. But, but, but pa- and Pauline talks about tr- getting back to Chester Mill to atone. And I'm thinking, for what exactly? Well, for killing Angie. Well, but but she, I got the impression that she's talking about all of them have to get yeah. back. Well, and, and for killing Melanie. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Right? Um, for all the stuff they put into place, for burying her and covering it up. And I'm guessing for, she feels guilty for those paintings and for Sam misinterpreting it yeah. a little bit. I'm guessing. That could very well be. I guess yeah, she's trying, trying to tell tell everybody what she can when she can, you know. In I the think only she's way guilty she for a lot of things. That that she thinks that the dome was going to follow her, and instead it went over the city and it trapped her son, and the fact that she left her son behind with Big Jim. I mean, there's just a host of things she's upset about. So, so we shall see what uh, 
what sort of atonement they can come to uh, yeah. in uh, Anchester's Mill. I mean, is she, she gonna... really needs to be guilty for a lot of things. Hey, well, is she going to turn herself in or something? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, I think she's going to try and fix it. I, I don't know how successful they'll be, but I think she's going to try. Well, they give uh, they give some of the guards uh, the slip at the at the uh, the gate, I guess, of the uh, Barbara estate. Now that was the other geek, right? Well, he I I don't know if he was another geek or just some random guy on the street. Well, he Hunter introduced the other guy working with him. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, that, I and think, then yeah, I that think that him. was the guy at the gate. I think. And that was pretty good. That was yeah. a good little decoy, a little diversion. Yeah. Now the the red door, and we saw it in, you know, like I said, when we first saw this uh, a couple of episodes ago. There was a a yellow hand on, and we get to see it a little more, and we find out the uh, the origin of that. It's so it was... many Chekhov's guns. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> the tech geek, the door. <laughs> well, it, it was interesting because it, I, when I saw that, I was thinking, I believe. I was trying to remember now. The lockers in the Chester's Mill High School were yellow, and the the one that had uh, Angie's bloody handprint on it was the one you needed to go behind. So it was a yellow door with a red handprint. Now mm. we've got a red door with a yellow handprint. Mm. Yeah. This is kind of like you know they they've turned this into you know the 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 opposites of each other, and they are the way out and the way in. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, just a cute little thing here. And I like that it wasn't put on either. It was a backwards print as well. Angie's was blood put on the door. Oh, yes. And this was him taking paint off of the door. By, by putting his sand on it, yes. Yep. So opposite. The door was initially paint. yellow. Oh. Yeah. Yep. So, and I really want to know what that story is with Melanie and him. And I'm glad that also came to fruition that there is a connection between the mm-hmm, two. Mm-hmm. Now they get down into the 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 cellar there. Um the cellar's been changed. Apparently Barbie says, wait a minute, something something that wasn't there before. Duh. And and Hunter goes in there as well. I mean he he made a good case. What am I gonna do? You know? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he's just gonna be stuck there. He's gonna yeah, really. be taken into custody. So they get in there, they find some caves, and then we see what I've called the white smoke monster. The, the uh, I guess this is the uh, the there's there's evil twins. This is the good twin of the black smoke monster from Lost. Exactly. And and f- now f- Sam's flashback looked to me to be a he was kind of reliving a scene from his past, his actual past, yeah. when he's uh, when Pauline died, quote unquote, and right. uh, when. James was, you know, I guess, what did we uh, say last week in the, in the spoilers? It was a eight-year-old junior, or that was an eight-year-old Barbie. Eight, uh, I think they were both. Well, both eight, or maybe eleven, or something like that. Yeah. But uh, James did not. Junior did not want to stay with Big Jim. He was nope. he was honestly afraid of him. Yeah. And he he said his mother said Sam would save him, and Sam was like, I, I can't do that. So that's yeah. that's a real that I mean, that is really a an indication to me that this this little uh, uh, family dynamic here was really dysfunctional even before, uh, you know, since Jim uh, Junior's been a uh, since a real kid a little kid. Yeah, and 
That's very true. And also, I don't know if he would have been better off or not with Sam since we know he started drinking soon thereafter and lost his job. So, you know, who would he have been better off with? The serial drinker who lost his job or the guy who wanted to control everything? Yeah, that's 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 good. That's a tough choice. Not right. a, not a good uh, not a good decision to be in rock in a hard place type thing. Yeah, Melanie. I mean, uh, Pauline really. That uh, not a great decision to leave your kid alone with and, those two guys. Well, I and I think well, you could tell you could you knew she knew at least that Big Jim was who he was. You know, even before that. Right. She, but Sam, the thing we've been talking about with Sam is things that happened to him after that, and as of her disappearance. Sam would have been the right decision to make. Right. But he just She had no feel... idea he was going to go off. Yeah, the and but he just didn't feel like he was I guess ready for that kind of responsibility or they didn't want to do so, it. So, the question is why didn't she tell Sam? Yeah, why didn't he tell her she was going to disappear? Why did he have right. to what did he And have take to... care of Junior for me. Yeah. That's a good point. I I, I, that's got to be something we get explained at some point. I hope so. Because, you know, if she trusted him, then she really should have let him in on the plan. Yeah, yeah. But, I would imagine that at some point, I'm surprised that Sam hasn't asked that question already. Right. I, I bet he has, but she's avoided answering it. Hmm. And I then, would like to know, though. Yeah, really. You know, why did she tell Lyle and not <laughs> Sam? Because <laughs> Lyle was already kind of wacky. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And uh, um, she, in her video that leaked in early on to Junior, she said to trust Lyle. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And Lyle was the one who actually pushed Melanie into the hole and killed her. Now, it was an accident. But still, you know, they had this pact between the the three of them. You would think that they would all be able to trust each other at that point. I don't know. Yeah, you'd have to. You'd have to, yeah. Yeah. Well, Barbie gets uh, his own little flashback, and he is back, like I said, eight years old, when he put his hand on the door and made that uh, yellow mark, um, or, you know, lifted the red paint off, and he's there with Melanie. Yeah. And that was a good, that was a nice payoff here to see. That we've we've known both of them were from Zenith, and to see that there is actually some history there, and yeah. uh, yeah, her mom wanted her to meet Barbie and promised she'd and she you know Melanie says she'll see him again one day. Don't know yep. everything behind that, but my question is, uh, hasn't didn't Barbie see Melanie before he went out of the dome? And if so, why didn't he recognize her? Yeah. Well, but he's eight. Do you remember faces from people that uh, you saw when you were eight? Now he remembers because he saw the vision. But I don't know that I could place people I saw when I was eight. I'm trying to think. Second grade. Eh, I remember second grade. Yeah, but someone that you met once, you might not. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. In your mind. No. The only but person. If you. The only face I remember is a guy I used to bike up and down our street with all the time. So there right. you are, yeah. Right. So you may not remember the actual, you might remember the meeting, but you might not remember exactly what the person looked like. So, and, you know, you might not remember the name. Not, you know, you're eight. Uh, 
And I wonder too if the, you know the thing I'll see you again one day is you know there is probably a you know a simple explanation for that promise you know like we'll we'll visit you again kind of thing of course it's you know the 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 conclusion is trying to draw is you know hey you know from a story point of view they did meet again 30 years 35 yeah. years later but uh the circumstances around that meeting would have been interesting to know about maybe that's something yeah. we'll catch later they must be related that is true. Yeah, if they if they are related, then you know, a cousin or something. Well, we'll visit cousins mm. every once in a while. I think Daddy may have strayed. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. That's your that's your prediction. Because Daddy was there, looking not real happy. Oh, with that's the fact true. That yes, things got revealed. And then, of course, you know, I'm thinking since she looked exactly like she does now, that the reason they didn't meet again when he was eight was the fact that she disappeared died whatever soon after that yeah right so yeah and then pauline has well now sam and barbie had flashbacks to things that happened when they were younger that um, we assume yeah I'm yeah just... i mean barbie was much younger you know, yeah. he, we we see in his vision the very younger barbie in in sam's flashback my guess is that's you know He's they ten years. They, yeah, they may have done a little, uh, you know, makeup, whatnot, to make him look a little younger, do something with the hair. But, uh, but Pauline is in her vision as she is now. Mm-hmm. I mean, even wearing the same clothes. So, right. this might be a more, I don't know, vivid uh, vision, right? To the egg in the crater in 1988, right? Yeah, she's seeing the crater as it was then, and Melanie as she was then and now. Now, she hasn't seen Melanie now, so she's seeing Melanie as she was then, essentially. Mm -hmm. And she's seeing the crater as it was before they filled it in, because she hasn't seen it like it is now. That's true. She has The crater has been filled in there, so... So everything but her... Is in the past. She is like yeah. she is now. So, so she's she, seeing, so it's not a flashback, but a vision of or or, or putting yeah, her in of. putting her in the past. Yeah, as opposed it's to not reliving. A flashback, though. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. a flashback would be what happened then, and that's definitely not what happened then. It's just putting her in that place, and, and it's definitely a warning of some sort. Yes, yes. This is where it end, or began, and where it's going to end. Yeah. Hmm. Now, I don't like that. now the 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 crowd shows up in the lake, the same lake. I'm assuming. I think there's only one lake in yeah. the dome. Yeah, the same lake where Melanie popped up, and in, in very much the same way. Yeah, and I'm assuming it's the same place. Yeah, yeah. And so my thought was, the uh, the folks who were going through it were seeing visions of the past, either you know what did happen, or at least seeing the past in the way it was, even though, you know, Pauline was, you know, the way she is right. now. So right. I'm part of the past in some way. Yeah. So my question is, I'm, I'm wondering if, since they have memories of the past, perhaps there is more than just memories and stuff like maybe their white smoke monster there can actually travel to the past such that Melanie somehow went through the door and showed up in uh, or not? She didn't go through the door. She was dead. But 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 coming up through the lake where this, you know, white smoke monster would show you the past. Uh, you know, maybe that's how she came back from the past. I'm yeah. 
trying to yeah. juggle that. It pulled her from the past. Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, yeah, I hadn't thought about it that way, but yeah, maybe, yeah, it yanked her back from the past. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, Hunter didn't see anything because he's Hunter and he has nothing to do with the dome. That's true. That, well, as far as we know, but that's true. We didn't get a, a flashback or, or a vision for him. Right. He may have seen something. Who knows? But it has nothing to do with the dome. So. But now you're the missing persons person, so where's Lyle? I don't know. The the dome doesn't care about him, apparently. Well, we didn't get it. Yeah, we didn't get a, a flashback or vision for him, but then did he, he didn't show, show up? up either. Yeah. Maybe he bailed out quick. Was he the first one in? No. He was the second to the last or oh, the last. Right. Yeah. He was with Pauline at the end. Okay. All right. And it it kind of looked like Pauline went and then he was about to go. So he would have been the last person. So maybe he didn't go. Oh, maybe he stayed behind. Well, he's going to get, he's going to get, no, I guess they, they checked the cellar real and they did, the, the, they did the good thing, the, the brilliant thing, and they closed the secret passage behind them. Right, right. So I guess Lyle could he just hang out nabbed. there. Yeah. Yeah. But he might pop up in the lake next week. Who knows? Yeah, just pop up anywhere. Yeah. Or maybe he pops up in the past. <laughs> Ooh. Can you imagine Mr. Creeper showing up with all of them, young people? <laughs> Hi, guys. It's me, Lyle. <laughs> Lyle from the future. <laughs> and them going, oh, my God, what happened to you? Lyle Why are from you wearing an undershirt? <laughs> <laughs> Lyle from the future. Sounds like a Disney Channel kind of, you know. <laughs> exactly. And then Pauline goes to her house. Hello. You know, reliving the memories. I like the corners of my Why does she go there? I, 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 yeah, what was the point? Right, I don't know. Because she... Did she want to see Big Jim? She knew Big Jim was going to be there, right? At some point. I mean, he might not be there right now, but he's going to show up at, uh, at some point. Yeah, but... Uh, oh. <laughs> okay, I'm trying not to be nitpicky. I really am. I just want to know why she made a beeline for her old house. I they really she, she should have been like looking into stuff, right? She hasn't been there in a while. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nine years. Yeah. I'm just saying, should they not have been investigating stuff? Yeah, I can, I, I can see where she might want to, you know, kind of go back to the familiar setting, see what's yeah. see what's happening. But you got to be careful because if you're not when when Big Jim showed up, I got the impression that she was a little. You know, yeah, not there to not there to see him. Right. But, but yeah, she had to know him? that he he might have been there. So I don't know, maybe I would have taken Sam with me. Uh yeah, that's true. That's true. Somebody to you know, either be a lookout or deal with uh, Big Jim. Right. Or just help she, her deal she with She knows him. what he's like. Right. She does. Right. I uh, maybe the whole gang, the whole Scooby gang from Zenith could have gone with her. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess she wanted to be alone to look through everything. Maybe she was hoping Junior would be there. I don't know. I, I get why she would want to go back because I guess you would want to go back to your past and see, you know, oh, I want to see my old house. Mm -hmm. I, I understand that. But, you know, she's afraid of Big Jim. and Got to take precautions. Yeah. 
Well, we uh, that's the A story. The B story is uh, taking place under the dome. And Big Jim is really working Julia over to try to get her to spill the beans about Barbie outside the dome. He's seen him, and so um, I think he's trying to get her to spill the beans on what she knows about it. I mean, he knows, she knows, but she doesn't know he knows that Barbie's... <laughs> Outside. That makes perfect sense, Thank by you. the way. It does. Uh, yeah. Why doesn't he just say, look, I was here and I saw Barbie. Yeah, really. Why don't you spill? But he's got to be this passive aggressive thing. I guess he's trying to see how much she'll trust him. I yeah, I can see where he... He be- already knows she doesn't trust him. <laughs> well, that's true, too. <laughs> He should just say, Julia, come clean with me. I saw Barbie get taken by those guys and write you a note. Just tell me what's going on. <laughs> Why doesn't he do that? Well, I possibly one reason would be, because he's, he's trying to say, hey, take me to where the body is and, such, and something like that. I think what he's trying to do is get her to show him where Barbie disappeared or whatnot. And, that, and if he could get out, that way, you know, he's he's probably not going to say, hey, show me how he got out of the dome. She would say no. But if he's got, um, if he's trying to play dumb and, and, and make it sound like he doesn't know what's going on, and maybe she will, you know, at least give him a clue as to where he a wound hint. up. Yeah, a hint, something like that. But she won't. So, all right. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I we- just, I don't get his logic. I think sometimes Big Jim is kind of dolty. Manipulative for manipulation's but, sake. But dumb. Yeah. Dumb manipulative sometimes. Yeah. If he just came clean with her, maybe she would tell him. You know? Well, well you know who did tell him? Yeah. Junior said, brings him right to the spot there. Yeah. Yeah. Look, boy. here's the pit. This is a, this is a really on-again, off-again relationship here. And, and even, um, even at the time, James is, is still intimating that it's an off again because he's I'm keeping an eye on you buddy right but I'm going to show you where you can get out but what is the harm in showing him at that point yeah that's true if uh, actually I yeah, that's true I hadn't thought about that but maybe James was kind of hoping he'd jump right there really is no harm in showing him mm-hmm. look you can get out if you jump here yeah go <laughs> but he doesn't he spills everything about the, the egg and all that and so right. uh they're going off to track down the egg and try to find it. Yeah. But he's still keeping an eye on him. I, I think Junior's playing it okay here. I, I Keep your keep your friends close and keep your enemies closer. And your closer. enemies closer, right. Sun Tzu. I mean, I get it. Again, I, I think I think James is wary. And I think he understands what Big Jim is doing. Uh, and in, I think James is watching both sides. You know, he knows what's going on on Julia's side intimately. Mm-hmm. And he's not spilling all the beans. So, you know, he knows that they have Internet access on and off. And he's not telling Big Jim all that. That's true. So. And speaking of keeping your enemies closer. <laughs> uh, Rebecca, when he tell when Big Jim tells Rebecca that Barbie got out and that there's some sort of egg, she is. She's kind of surprised, you know, and he's he's still trying to keep her keep her close. Like, hey, can you build an egg detector? You know. Okay, what is that about? Uh, yeah. How, how well, would you build an egg detector for something <laughs> well, you don't know? You don't know what it is. What, the, how what it to works detect? Or, right. 
Well, that's Big Jim not knowing his science, I think, you know, because I yeah. think Rebecca's, you know, she kind of looked incredulous at him like, yeah, yeah, right. And and then she goes, well, OK, I guess I could try to do that. <laughs> and I think that was just her placating him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. It, I think it's definitely him just not understanding science. <laughs> Because she's never seen the egg. She doesn't know how it works. She doesn't know anything about it. Didn't she know what to look for. Hadn't heard of it until that moment. So how would she build something to detect it? That was the first thing I thought. But then I thought, well, he, you know, he's he doesn't know anything about science. <laughs> so Rebecca does have a good plan, though. If she's going to find out some information, she says she's going to get Joe to tell her. Yeah. Which as we all know, Joe's been the guy that always is spilling things to everyone else. Yes. We're going to keep this a secret, but the next time he gets to keep the secret, he doesn't keep it. Oh, I got to tell you something. <laughs> yeah. And then when there's something he really should be telling, he doesn't. <laughs> hey, we have internet access. Oh, let me just check my email. Well, now Joe is smart enough to figure out that... The Wi-Fi is kind of be controlled because, you know, he's getting little dribs and drabs, one email at a time, you know, one video, one one thing at a time. So it's clearly, you know, it's being controlled. It's not something that, because the first time it opened up, he got a whole bunch of stuff and now he's going boink, boink, you know, one ping. Yeah, yeah it's essentially being throttled is what he's thinking, I'm guessing. Um, in, a, in a way, throttled. Yeah. Um, he doesn't know it's just being turned off and on. But the last uh, thing they get is a video from uh, Barbie's dad asking Julia to send him the egg. Mm-hmm. And that's, I was, I was surprised there was even uh, an argument, uh, an argument about that, because yeah, me too. You know, with with the the need, and Melanie was was playing the part of you know the egg protector much better. You know, Julia, I was surprised that there was even a question about that. Well, remember she's had this dilemma before. Choosing between Barbie and the egg. Yes. And she didn't like having to make that choice. And she doesn't know Barbie's back yet. Right. So she might be thinking, I don't like this choice. Maybe let's just give it away. And Rebecca is, it, it really does seem like she has honestly switched sides now. Yeah. Oh, She's yeah. She's talking all about Big Jim's plans and stuff like that to Julia. So it, it, it sounds like. Yeah, she has really seen the error of her ways. Before, it could have been pawned off as well. Then she's just playing the part. But I think she, I think that's we're beyond that at this point. I think she has seen the real person underneath everyone now. Mm-hmm. And I think she sees that Big Jim is in it for power, and everyone else is just in it to save people. If she you know, had, Big Jim is in it for himself. And if she had been around in season one, she'd have figured this all out by now. <laughs> she was around. She just wasn't around them. <laughs> she was looking at pigs last week. Oh, pigs. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, but I, now they're all dead, so uh, she has to interact with people. Got to do, yeah, do something else now. Got to have another hobby. Yep. Uh, Big Jim tries to get uh, an audience with somebody outside the dome, and he, he gets that. And he says that he can deliver the egg. Yeah, but he can't yet. He didn't know where it is, but... Mm, he's talking well, they, out they, one side of his mouth. Well, but they did show him where it was. Yeah. Uh, at Angie's place. So I guess he, he figured they might be able to uh, to find that thing. 
And it, now I thought this was interesting that he wanted to bring everybody out of the dome. He wants to save the day. Yeah, he wants to be the big, big savior. Yep. And uh, again, I'm going to use the firefly thing. I know you hate it, but it, he wants to be the big damn hero. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, he wants to save the day. And if he can save the whole town, he's councilman for life. For life, right? yes, absolutely. So, yeah. But he gets he can, permission. He can literally set up a new Chester's Mill. Yeah, that's true, yeah. And he can make it Big Jim Mill. <laughs> Jim's Mill. Right. So, James's Mill. I mean, if he can do that, that's that he wants to have a legacy. And that's his deal. So, and then he says, "Well, my son." And they say, "Yep." That says something to me. Yeah, it says but some something about Jim. He's he's still he still has this on again, off again thing for him, I think, has been on again as much as he can. He really does want to hang on to uh, family there. Mm-hmm. He may get rather upset, but that that um, that bond is still there. Now, James, I th- I think at at the worst, he has been well, you know, on the verge of killing his own dad when we had you know the the episode with Ollie uh, and the uh, the farmers in that in the first season, but. I don't know if quite if that's if there's quite the same bond there at this point, but but Jim is definitely, uh, you know, whatever his mistakes, however you know whatever he's done in the past, he's want up he wants to pull him. So for 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 his part, you know, Big Jim does have a a, a heart for his family here. Yeah, there again, I hate to be cynical, but there's also that thing about continuing a legacy. Uh, yes, that's true. Yep. Wanting yep. his legacy to live on, and that's his son. Pass it on he from father to son. He doesn't have any other I don't legacy. I don't know if Junior wants to be a used point. car salesman. Yeah. Well, but <laughs> he, he has the Rennie name, and his name is Jim Rennie. Yep. So, but I do think he loves his son in a weird, twisted way. So, As yeah. only Big Jim can. Yeah, I I don't think he understands love or science. <laughs> well, James gets a good idea to try to move the egg, mm-hmm. which I, I thought was a was a, a brilliant idea. Although you know, so it's not in An- Angie's place anymore. Well, kind of. And he gets together with the yeah, Mel to go and uh, hide it in the storm cellar, where he held Angie last week. That. Oh. Yeah, well, yeah, in in real time last week, yes. Yeah, where he kidnapped and held Angie against her will for <laughs> several days last week. That's it. That's it. And then you know, so we got a, a turnabout here, but yeah, oh man, that's just, just seeing that that uh, that scene was just really creepy. And Melanie, you know, kind of throwing herself at the guy for crying out loud. She's almost like you know, she's taking Angie's place in the. In the uh, at the storm cellar, but but as a you know as a willing participant, right? Weird, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, she did date Sam. Okay. His his uncle. So <laughs> if she is truly that age, Junior's age in this time period, she would be attracted to Junior. Be something about Junior that reminds her of Sam. Short. Sure. Well, she said that. You really do remind me of Sam. 
She said that, what, two weeks ago? That's true. That's true. In our time. Um, two days ago in their time. <laughs> so, yeah, she she finds comfort with him. She she finds him familiar in a place where nothing is familiar to her. So, I mean, I understand that, but it is super creepy. <laughs> and wow. he is still mourning Angie. So I think he wants someone to hang on to. And that, you know, that being in the storm cellar again would, and having her on the cot there, would really bring those memories back. Right. And he, you know, he wants comfort. So he's going to take it, I guess. And you put in the notes, Melanie almost taking Angie's place. And I put almost <laughs> next to it. Precisely yeah. taking Angie's place. Yeah, exactly. Taking, I mean, minus the handcuffs. Again, we're doing the flip flop, the mirroring, where Angie was held captive, and and he was like in love with her, and in this case, Melanie is a willing participant, and he is simply taking comfort with her. In this case, two sides of the door. So almost, yeah, exactly. Two sides of the red door salon. Uh, yeah. And I guess it's a good strategy to put it in the cellar because I don't think he'd look there. That That is a great idea. You know, I like, like he said, right under Big Jim's nose. Yeah. Um, although he doesn't although that, know that the military can track it. Right. Um, he might go to the military and, and say, you know. Hey, where is it? But they showed him on the thing, right? Where it is? Yep, right on the little laptop there. They showed him right where net where it was at the moment. Right, but he can go back to them when he says, "Look, it wasn't there." So this is not going to be hidden too long, right? Um, it, this seems to be a theme with the Rennie boys, though, hiding things mm-hmm. in that storm cellar. They they ferret away everything in that storm cellar. Well, that and or sometimes just uh well I guess it's not a rainy a rainy boy it's uh, uh Sam uh, Verdreau was uh, hiding out in the uh, in the forest there for a while you know in his little cabin in the woods so yeah just that whole family just hiding out but I mean squirreling things away even yourself but you know Junior takes Angie down there and hides her and we know Big Jim has hidden guns. Yes. And things down there. <laughs> and he also kept Angie down there once he found her. <laughs> and then now he's taken the egg down there, Junior. <laughs> and also Melanie, apparently. So this is a, a pretty uh, well-stocked uh, storm cellar. It's a very active storm cellar. <laughs> and apparently no storms. No storms. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Alrighty. Well, I tell you what, we had, as far as we know, no obituaries this week. Yeah, I just put Lyle in a question mark because yeah. we don't know what happened to him. What but happened I don't, to him? But I don't I, think it's an obituary. No, I'm not willing to uh, pull out the bugle player just yet. Nope. Nope. And uh, as far as nitpicks, uh, I've had my uh, my nits uh, already picked. Yeah, mine was just the egg detector. The egg detector. <laughs> That was really the only thing. Uh, you, know, the, you said the red door thing. The red door thing, yes. And yeah. we're waiting for Bill Nye the science guy to build an egg detector. <laughs> or Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Either way, maybe they could have a debate on how to build an egg detector. 
it won't get anything built. It'll just be a very good debate. Oh, I would watch that <laughs> all day long. <laughs> so then we are going to move on to your voice, your letters to the editor. Thank you for writing in. And we had a couple of folks who are are back. Yes. And we'll start and... with uh, we'll start with Corey. Go ahead and tell us uh, what Corey wrote in. Yes, Corey's back this week. Yeah. And he says, he's Corey from Triplecast. He says, hey guys, Corey from local film and entertainment. This week's double feature is SWAT, followed by Cliffhanger. <laughs> Pay no attention to the heavily armed men in black. We assure you they are there for your protection. If you should see anyone unexpected while in the general area of Chester's Mill Theater 3, please hold on to that information until next week. Heavily armed men in black. Is this K mm. and M? Maybe. Oh, yes, indeed. Are they going to wave that thingy in front of our face? The flashy thingy. The flashy thingy. Yeah, that's right. We're going to forget what happened. After the dome comes down, they'll just wipe everybody's mind. And there was never and a dome here. Corey's from Australia, so he wrote theater with an R-E at the end, which I dig. <laughs> <laughs> the theatre. Theatre. <laughs> All righty. Well, you know who's back? You know who else is back? Justina. Not just in text, but <sighs> Justina has returned. Yay. Hi, this is Justina, investigative reporter for the Chester's Mill Gazette. Thank goodness I got out of there. They interrogated me, but don't worry. I didn't tell them anything. I save all my information for the Chester's Mill Gazette. Yay. Thank goodness Barbie made such a ruckus and I was able to slip out. <laughs> I think that once Julia realizes that Barbie is back in Chester's Mill, she will go back to siding with Melanie to keep the egg safe from Big Jim. I also believe that what Barbie saw in the memory vortex in the red door tunnel is a foreshadowing to indicate that he was always destined to help the monarch protect the egg oh i gotta go someone's coming hope she escapes run thank you justina for getting that uh, information out to us you know i i i'm wondering if uh yeah the whole idea that that maybe barbie has been destined to protect the monarch or help the monarch does mm -hmm. that mean that melanie was the first monarch of the of the first four hands and i guess now well julie is not really see julie is the monarch but she wasn't part of the four hands in the, you know, 2013 version. No, but still the monarch. I mean, they both talk to the egg. Yes, true. And so they're that same role. Remember, um, after the egg appeared in the past, when Melanie and all the rest of them were young, she said it spoke to her. And that was why she was standing there and they wanted to get rid of it. And she was like, no, I have to protect she it. To protect it. So... It, whether she was the monarch or not, she still had that same connection that Julia has. So I think that Barbie was destined to be with whoever it was that was linked to the egg. So, yes, I, I think so. In both cases, yeah, in the past and uh, and in the present. Yep, I think so. All righty, thanks, I Justina. Think, I, think, I think Melanie might be his half-sister. Oh. Investigate, Justina. His half-sister. Yeah, and I'm going to come out of character here for just a second and say I love that Justina is getting into this. I love it. <laughs> I really love it. All righty, and we had some feedback from Barb. 
on Twitter at Tangier14. She had a, a Barbie of the Week suggestion. I didn't use it, but I loved it. I had to read it here. Houdini Barbie, able to escape all situations, handcuffs and chains included. And my aside was, yay, handcuffs and chains. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Enough said there. Thank you. All right, but she wrote in as well, and she said, hi, Karen and Doug, and hi, Barb. Hi, Barb. This is Barb, your political cartoon lampoonist with my weekly update. We have a dome invasion of adults, most of whom, thankfully, know how to swim. Makes me wonder if Creepy Lake Chick, a.k.a. Melanie, was buried under the red door since she emerged from the lake. Only her egg knows for sure. <laughs> Only her hairdresser is. Yep. It's Daddy Issue Week again, with one son seeking approval by spilling his guts to Daddy Dearest, and the other having his guts spilled because he didn't care about approval from his dad. Mm -hmm. Since both daddies are paragons of virtue in society, nod, nod, wink, wink, <laughs> we can only hope that they get their comeuppance before the series ends. I'm hoping, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that was that was my little editorial comment. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Science needs to hone her scientific <laughs> investigative skills. Both Big Jim and Julia are leaving her in the dome dust. And I enjoyed her wacky theories. Here's to more of her in the next month. Maybe she'll give Big Jim that well-deserved push into Zenith. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta run. I hear there's a red paint sale at the hardware store. I think Big Jim deserves a push. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm sorry, I stepped all over that. No, I was late with that. <laughs> and yes, I one more time. Thank you. Alrighty, thank you, Barb. <laughs> yeah, I, that's one of those things. It's you, you set up, um, you know, the bad guys in in a in a story, and the idea is that you know, karma. I the, the karma idea here, where you uh, you get what you deserve, sort of thing, and what goes around comes around, and all that. So um, I'm sure they're setting both of these guys up for that. The question was going to be, uh, what's that going to be? Right. And if if Melanie turns out to be Barbie's half-sister, then there's another daddy issue as well. Another person with the same daddy with the issue. Right. Or something like that. Well, I'm just saying, another daddy so Barb, we're hitting it right on the we're hitting the nail right on the head <laughs> with some red paint. <laughs> well, I have a question for you out there. We've got just a few uh, episodes left in the season, and I'm going to challenge you all with a, a question here. How do you see this this season ending? What sort of storylines need to be wrapped up? What sort of comeuppance needs to happen by the, the end of the season? I'm thinking we will probably have a third season. Given, yeah, I'm thinking so as well. Yeah, given the solid ratings, uh, I think we're we're going to make it. So the question is, not end of the show, end of the series, in in uh, in specific specifically, but the, uh, the the season. What do you think with the next? Like, was it four or five episodes, something like that? What do you think is going to happen between now and then? Mm, so that's, that's a my good little question. That's my little challenge for you. So we want your feedback. Yeah, and give us some paintings. Yes. Send us some postcards. Send us some postcards. I'll and scan we'll them. describe them. I'll scan them and put them in the show notes. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. We can also describe them. We could. <laughs> and what they might mean. 
Oh, we could do roar shark tests. <laughs> <laughs> but here's how you do it. First of all, you can, well, you can call on the phone, but that's not how you send a, you know, a picture. But the phone number is 304-837-2278. I was derelict in my duty this week and do not have fancy words for this. <gasps> I'm sorry. 304 I'm so disappointed. <laughs> 304-837-2278. We have a feedback page. The whole Golden Spiral Media family of podcasts has a feedback page at goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. And you can do text. You can do an audio file. You can do speakpipe. And then on Twitter, you can tweet us a picture. Uh, Twitter, we are at Gazette GSM. One Z, two Ts. C-Mill Gazette GSM. All of the Golden Spiral Media Twitter accounts have GSM at the end. I am at Doug Payton, P-A-Y-T-O-N. She is Alaveria, A-L-E-V-E-R-I-A. And the hashtag we use is UTD Gazette. One Z, two Ts. Yeah, <laughs> and you put the T as a capital and I put the T as a lowercase. Oh, oh, the UTD? Yes. Yeah. That's true. It's, it's the. The. And uh, another way to do to, to do it is to be a fan of Golden Spiral Media on Facebook. And you'll get, from there, not just information about uh, Under the Dome and, and Chester's Mill Gazette, but all the new uh, podcasts that Golden Spiral Media is doing this uh, September. Yep. August, September, October, whatever. So keep, uh, keep an eye on that, and you will be up to date with, uh, I tell you, it is a ton of people. That are involved, and we're getting like we just announced about nine different podcasts, yep. new ones uh, for the uh, well, actually one, a couple of them are things like for Arrow and Flash that have already re uh, released some episodes, but they are for TV shows starting in you know the fall here. Yep, next so, month. Yeah, so fa- <laughs> you know, so th- for the fall TV season, nine new episodes or nine new yep. podcasts. Look yep. out! Plus a couple more. Yeah, there's going to be a couple more uh, announced yeah. a little Which later. Which we spilled already. Yeah, but... we spilled one of them. But hey, you know, you, you're you listening to this podcast. You will get the inside scoop, yes. That's right. Shush, don't tell Daryl we spilled it. No, <laughs> oh, please. We'll be fired. <laughs> we can't be fired. It's almost, the show's almost over. <laughs> <laughs> there's only a couple more episodes left. <laughs> Alrighty, folks. You know, we've had a great time. And yep. for those of you who want to remain spoilerishes free, this is the time where you need to say next on your iPod or next on your MP3 player. Hit the road, Jack. And But come back next, next week. But right now, we are going to read the weather report and find out what's coming up over the horizon. It's spoilers. What do we got there, Karen? Well, next week, here's the blurb. Big Jim finally learns the shocking truth about his wife, Pauline. Technically, he learned that this week. Well, he learned um, that she's around, but uh, yeah. the truth, the uh, But the he's going to learn the truth, mm-hmm. yes, about Pauline. When he is reunited with her on Under the Dome, Monday, September 1st. I can't believe it's September already. Man alive. And that's uh, Monday, oh. September 1st is Labor Day. I wonder if that's going to depress uh, the ratings. Probably not. I bet it'll be the same. Let's see. Um, and it's called The Fall. Big Jim finally learns the shocking truth about what really happened to his wife, Pauline, when they are reunited. Meanwhile, climate change poses a new threat to Chester's Mill on Under the Dome, Monday, September 1st, 2014. 
10 p.m. Eastern on the CBS Television Network. So is that going to be global warming or global cooling or dome warming? Dome well, warming. I know, but I'm not going to say anything because that's in the spoilers for next next week. Oh, okay. I'm not um, asking. Okay, good. Uh, now we have the normal people for regular and normal people for recurring. Recurring is Pauline, Melanie, and Andrea. I'm assuming Dawn's going to be back. Um, most likely. Oh, uh, Hunter's going to be back, that, but that's in the guest cast. And we have a new name in the guest cast, and I have no idea who he's going to be. Uh, his name is S.S. Tarver, and he's playing Tom Tilden. That sounds so familiar, that, uh, that character name. Okay. I, I don't know exactly who, but I would, um, I'm not going to look it up right now, but it sounds semi-familiar. We'll see. Okay. We'll find out in a few days. It doesn't sound familiar to me, but it definitely could have been mentioned at some point. Hmm. I wonder if he's the uh, farmer with the pig. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Could, oh, is his name Tom? I thought it was. Yeah, that's probably him. You're right. Okay. And next week is written by Alexandra McNally and Mark Leinenbrunner. Horrible names to read. And it's directed by Eric LaSalle of ER fame. Yes, early ER. Yep. So two weeks in a row written by very well-known actors. He's also directed a, a ton of things. So he's not a newbie to directing. And that's all I have. Again, they're keeping stuff close to the vest for these last few episodes. I would imagine so, trying not to uh, give away too much. Yep, there's not even any promo pictures up for next week oh, wow. on the site. Yeah. Well, folks, now we are really at the end of the last page of the Chester's Mill Gazette. Thanks for reading this issue. I'm Doug, and I'll be busy looking through my basement for secret passages. And I'm Karen saying, this is where it began, and this is where it will end. I'm just kidding. Bye, everyone. Chester's Mill Gazette is presented by Golden Spiral Media at goldenspiralmedia.com.